Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, the associate of arts holding, notorious Mikey Maximus the Ferticus Charette. Say what? What's up, Doc G? How's it going? Woo! Mike, it's going good, man. How you doing? How you give it to me straight? Pretty good. I'm pretty good, man. I'm like an I, I really feel like an eight and a half is where I'm at in the in the beginning of the day. That's where I start. Hold and then it gets a little bit better or worse. <laughs> but usually it's an eight and a half. Hold holding rock steady. Holding yes. rock steady yes, at yes. the zero the eight point five. Which is a good yeah. It's a good grade, Mike. That is a good I grade. I feel good. I feel good about it. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Mike, yeah. um hmm. a couple of our friends are at varying levels of that <laughs> score. Yeah, okay. Uh, three men we deeply and respect and admire on this show That's have fared differently in their scores, I would say, over the past week. Ah, uh, who is it? I, 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 I want you it? to give them scores at the end of this on okay. how you think <laughs> they're feeling as far as their, uh, their weeks. So, okay. you know, uh, the two two of them have no ties to our show, but they're fantastic nonetheless. Okay. The other has very close ties to our show via his assistant. He loves and supports us. You know who I'm talking about, TB. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to review their weeks, and I feel like okay. our listeners need to review their weeks just so we're all on the same page. So, uh, Mike, okay. first off, our friend Leo. Hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yep. Turned 48 this past Friday. Yeah. Big birthday yeah. party, Mike. Big. Did you see it? No, I didn't. What H- happened? Huge party. Word. Huge. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was bigger than like the, the, the Grammys. Like, mm. it was just the celebrities left and right. Just, uh, and of course, Beverly Hills. That's where he had it, you know? Yeah. It's weird. Um, we didn't get invitations to this, Mike. I don't know what happened. Um, Lost in the mail. Apparently. I mean, you know, there were other big names there. So why was Mike Charette and Ben Gordon left off? I don't know. Nope. But, you know, I'm not. Next year. Next year. I'm going to blame it on somebody in his in his squad. They forgot. You know, they forgot yeah. to add us. And he was probably <laughs> we weren't there. You know, he was like, whoa, hey, two of my biggest supporters, my biggest friends, my biggest fan friends and lovers. Wait, what? All right, Mike Charette, yeah. Ben Gordon, where are they? And they were like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, Mr. DiCaprio. We forgot. And he's like, well, my r- party's ruined now. Thanks. <laughs> Th- it's ruined. But... Somehow, when Tom Cruise steps in. And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Not so fast." Yeah, and he's like, "I don't care, TC. You are no BG and MC, okay?" True. We do all acronyms here, and that's all of our initials. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, big birthday party. Uh, I mean, just a huge. Uh, let me give you some of the names: Bradley Cooper, mm. 
He was there. Ah, BC. Yeah. Love him. Uh, yeah. LeBron James, LJ. Uh, LJ was there, you know. Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Mick Jagger. Sir Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger was there. Yeah. Kate Hubbard. was Bradley Cooper first? I'm sorry. How was Bradley Cooper first? Mick Jagger should have been first. See, see, I was, I, it was, uh, I, uh, when I was listing these, it Alphabetical was, order. The, actually, it turned out that it was. No, no, Toby Maguire didn't fit al- alphabetical order. He should have been after Mick Jagger. But uh, the way I was thinking about it was, it was sort of like a, um, a relay race. You know, in a relay race, mm. you put a really fast guy at the beginning. Okay. Then you I put a you. slower guy on the second leg, even slower guy on the third leg, and then your fastest leg is the last one. So, you. so you know, Bradley you. Cooper and LeBron James were my fast guys. Toby Maguire mm. was the 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 lame duck yeah. in the middle, and then Mick yeah. Jagger was the was the ace in the hole. You know, that's <laughs> nice. That's the way we we're going with that. Anyway, anyways, Kate Hudson, she was there. You know, nice. Ashton Kutcher, he snuck his way in there. That guy, what? I don't. That's great. I don't know how. I don't know how relative he was compared to all those other folks. So you know, I mean, he probably he's a world. He's a he's a war. He's a philanthropist. He's a he's uh, a pro everything. Pro rights. Pro I guess. Everything. I guess after punk, Leo's on board. I guess after punk, he can just show up to anything these days. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Uh, anyways, True. even his dad showed up. George DiCaprio. Sweet. Ah, nice. Yeah. That's nice. And I, I don't have you seen George DiCaprio, Mike? Hmm. I saw I saw a picture of Leo and his parents when he was like a toddler. Yeah, he, and uh, his he, dad was pretty He's uh, increased his weirdness dramatically since those <laughs> toddler <laughs> pictures. I, I gotta say, he's got a real the main thing, he's not I mean, it's not like he's like just some kind of crazy looking fella, but the main thing is it's a real interesting facial hair combo. It's yeah. like it's like this line underneath his mouth and then a thick huh. mustache. It sort like of gives that. him a, like Three Musketeers vibe if the Three Musketeers <laughs> were 80 years old. So true. Like that's that's the way you feel. But uh, a couple of years ago, Leo said his dad told him growing up, go out there, son, and do whatever you do. I don't care if you're successful or not. Just have an interesting life. So true. Which I really, I, yeah. I thought that was an interesting. I love that. I thought it was an interesting turn of phrase at the end, you know? Because I really thought he was going to say, I don't care if you're successful or not, just have fun. Nope. But apparently George isn't too concerned with fun. He's more interested in making it interesting. So, yeah, you know. I like that. Anyways, Mike, a source told People Magazine that the party was a great party with music, drinks, and catered food. Huh? Hmm. And everyone seemed to have a great time. I gotta say, Mike, it seems like People Magazine got the worst source ever for this party. Like, yeah, pretty much. Could have easily made up that source intel. What do you think they did <laughs> at this party? Well, they um, they had a good time, and I think there's some drinks there. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe some food. Mm-hmm. That's about all I got. Like, come yeah. on, come on, intel. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, happy birthday to Leo DC. We're really happy. 
I made a I made his uh, abbreviation there for DiCaprio. Like yeah, Leo DC. Yeah, yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. Mike, we're moving on to one of our biggest supporters and lovers of the show, Tom Brady. And as you know, our man's gone through a, a tough times. Yeah. You know, yeah. his team was losing. His team was losing. He was divorced. But guess what? Yeah, his team's back in the black. That's right. He went all the way to Germany to get the win this past weekend. They, they got the W. They got the dub. They played in Germany. They got the wow. W. They're back to 500. Let's go. Let's there we go. go. And What's 500? 500. Yeah, uh, uh, five and five. They're they're winning okay. half their games, losing oh, okay. half their games. Yeah, cool. Back back in black. Now, the problem go. with this, Mike. Is what Giselle has been up to. Oh gosh. Yeah. She was photographed this this week in Costa Rica with Joaquin wow. Valente, a jujitsu oh. instructor that she's been going to for several years. Several years. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now folks around Giselle jumped out and said, Oh, they're just friends. Quote, he was a shoulder to lean on amid the divorce. Wow. That's People Magazine intel, probably. <laughs> Whack. I, I, don't, I don't know, Mike. I'm not buying it. I don't, know. Yeah, I don't I, believe I, that. My, uh, apparently a source from Tom Brady's team, maybe Jacqueline, who we're in constant contact Our with. Our team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it is. I don't know. Could be the source. This source said, quote, it always seemed weird that she just one day abruptly ended the marriage. Yeah, hmm. it did. Yeah, I, it did. I, I don't know if I I trust this Joaquin. This seems a little shady, Mike. Seems yeah. a little shady. That's a fact. Don't worry, Tom. We're on your side. We're yeah, on we your side, and we're never abruptly leaving you. Okay? No way. So, on to our last update, Mike. <laughs> what? Um, The man who's who, as he was growing up, was constantly told by his dad that his dad loved boning his mom. Ew. Weird. The Mac Attack. The The Mac Mac Attack was in the news, and it was fitting with his weirdness. Mike, you liked it on Instagram. Monday was National Pickle Day, so he posted a throwback (laughs) picture of himself getting a jar of pickles from the fridge Whilst being completely naked, yeah, he was he was naked. He he had to been naked in that one. Yeah, no nope. photo. I I mean you know it's it, I'm just, I'm just, I I'm I'm <laughs> sort of blown away in the fact that it's just like you had time to think about that, Matt. Like, did somebody in your team tell you like, hey, it was National Pickle Day? Do you have a picture of you back in the day? Uh, Eating pickles, and he's like, yeah. "I got just the one." Or was he sitting there and he like Googled something? It was like National Pickle Day. Hold on, just a sec. Like, how did that come about? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that one. You know, but it just it fits. It fits Mac Attack. It fits yeah. Mac Attack. Now, Mike, before I get you to rank their weeks, before I give you to give me their one zero to tens, just know this. Matthew McConaughey follows Tom Brady and Leonardo DiCaprio on Instagram. Mm. He follows so. both of our bros. Tom Brady follows Matthew McConaughey, not Leo. Mm. 
Leo's not following either of them. Okay. And you know when so you Leo's in his own thing. Well, yeah. you know when you think about it, that makes sense. Like yeah. when you think about those three, you're like, yeah, Mac Attack would follow the most folks. And Tom Brady does seem open to following Mac, Mac Attack. But Leo, because he hooked up with Giselle before Tom Brady, that makes sense. Mm, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I, th I thought it out. It makes sense. Yeah. But I'd really like to see them all just get together. Just be one big happy family of three great dudes, you know? Oh, yeah, that would be nice. And then I'd like to have nice. dinner with them, you know? Ooh, and it would yeah, just be, be it, uh, us five. Pops po boys. Us five bros. <laughs> Me, you, Tom, Leo DC, the Mac Attack, you know? TV yeah, 12, Leo DC, Mac Attack. Sweet. And then the Notorious. That's mm -hmm. that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see in my life. Okay, Mike, zero to ten. Leo, um, his week zero to ten. Leo's got to be. He's got to be an eight and a half. I think he's right where I am in the really the with the birthday, the, the great birthday, and, and everything. Yeah, probably eight and a half. Because you know he's he's also kind of uh, he's 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 not a big birthday celebrator. You're saying. It yeah, I wasn't. Think he's got a lot of other issues and things okay. that he's concerned with in the world. He's you know? too deep. Like, he's very. He's too he's deep. Very deep. You okay. Know? He, he he gets to a nine for a so, couple minutes. I was about to say so. Birthday. It so it did raise him up. You're it saying if it wasn't there, yeah. birthday, average, it would have been like six, for seven. That week, yeah. Okay. Probably seven is his average. I gotcha. Birthday week put him up to an eight and a half. Yeah. I like the thought. I would say line. That. Okay. Okay. Eight and a half for Tom uh, for Leo on his yeah. birthday week. Tom, where's Tom, Tom Brady? At? I think he's totally aloof and oblivious to almost uh, to a lot of stuff. And I would say he's at a nine and a half. Wow. I don't know if that's true. It just seems like Tom Brady. You know, I'm basing all this off social media. I don't know what well, Tom's now, like. I'm, I'm going to jump in on him, and I'm going to say we know he's married to the game. Yeah, and they've had two wins in a row. Yeah, two wins. So I mean, he's, he's it's it started it started creeping up. <laughs> If, if he were yeah. down and they had lost two, and then he saw this ridiculous news about Giselle, he'd be at like a five. You think because, so? Well, yeah, because uh -huh. they'd be yeah. losing. And then on top of that, yeah. he sees his second thought, which was his marriage, and he's like, oh, and now she's out with some jujitsu dude. He doesn't care about yeah. the jujitsu dude now. He's on the road to victory. That's where he's yeah. at, you <laughs> yeah. know? So nine Very and a half. True. I'll take nine and a half because he's all about yeah. winning. Mac attack. Where are we at? Uh, Matthew McConaughey. That guy's always at a ten. I hope he's at a ten. Always. I mean, he's 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 got life down. He's figured it out. I mean, the the world is a jar of pickles, and he's eating. Yeah. He yeah. is eating. That's right. Amen. Amen, Mike. Let's all yeah. strive to be at a ten. Are you ready yeah. to fire this show up? That is a ten. Yes, let's fire up this 10, Doc G. Let's Woo! fire it up. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Mike, <laughs> we have a fantastic show. We have the group we were waiting on last week. We got our, our we technical got difficulties and scheduling issues worked out, and we have an Arbor on the show. Very excited to have Danny and Slade on the show. Can't wait to talk to these guys. They got their new album out. It's fantastic. We're going to play some songs from it. We're going to do 
do the do. Huh? Which mm-hmm. we're not actually going to drink Mountain Dew. But we're going to do other things that are doable. Anywho, yeah. Mike, where do we start? <laughs> we're going to start with the birthday suit today. Happy You're not going to get this first one. I'm confident. <laughs> you are not going to get this cool. one. Um, right. But we're going to go through it. So, uh, born on November 16th, 1873 in Florence, Alabama. His dad was a pastor of a small church. Growing up, his dad thought that musical instruments were tools of the devil. So, without permission, his father... Or without permission from his father, our birthday suit wearer bought a guitar. His dad found out about the guitar, made him take it back, but he made a compromise and let him take organ lessons and cornet lessons. As he got older, he became more and more invested in music. He joined a minstrel show and worked as the band director. He traveled from state to state, even Cuba. In 1909, he composed a song titled Memphis Blues. This introduced his style of 12-bar blues to the world. In 1917, he moved to New York to continue working on music. He released several more blues standards like Bill Street Blues and St. Louis Blues. He created the song Yellow Dog Blues in 1915 and signed a contract with the Victor Talking Machine Company. That's right. Even though his popularity decreased during the 20s and 30s, he continued to produce music. Because of the creation of those original songs like Memphis Blues, he became known as the father of blues. Hmm. E- even though he didn't actually create the blues styles, he made it a nationwide recognized music form. When he passed away in 1958, over 25,000 people attended his funeral in New York. Name that birthday suit wearer. Obviously, a guess here, but was that Coltrane? Is the last name Coltrane? No, I don't know. Now, why I'm thinking John about. Coltrane is way down the line. Uh, okay. He's in the '60s, and okay. uh, he was a jazz man. John uh, okay. John Coltrane. This would be W. C. Handy. W. C. Handy, the father of blues. There we go. There we go, Mike. Uh, let's see. Turning the big. Uh, a 149. 149 for WC Handy. Jeez. Mike, are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip some headlines. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Headline out of Arizona here. Quote, man arrested for DUI was on meth Driving with an owl out inside his car in Payson, Arizona. Hmm. You sure this wasn't Florida? <laughs> so you sure it wasn't Central Florida. <laughs> positive. Positive. This was Arizona, Mike. So a man was arrested last Thursday for a DUI. When they arrested him, they also found an owl beside him that he had apparently illegally bought. When the officers arrested the man, he apparently told the officers that he had purchased the owl for $100. After they arrested the man uh, on that DUI charge, the police put out a cheeky little message on Facebook that said they would encourage the public not to use methamphetamines. If not, you may find yourself illegally purchasing a wild owl for $100 (laughs) in the middle of the night. 
Uh, that's great. Mike, I have many comments and questions on this story. First of all, in all fairness to the man that was arrested for a DUI with meth, if somebody comes up to me and asks me if I want to buy a cute little owl for $100, do I say yes? Probably. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Seems like a hard thing to turn down, man. (laughs) I mean, meth or not, it doesn't matter. I'm pretty psyched about this owl. It's not, yeah. uh, there, there's no influence of meth here, okay? And no. sure, <laughs> I don't want to own wild wildlife, but I see cute little owl, I may lose my discipline. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So true. Second, why in the statement uh, from the cops are they acting like it's crazy that he'd buy this, this wild owl in the middle of the night? That's when owls hang out, cops. Yeah. All right? That's a normal right. time for owl shopping. Come on. Yeah. Jeez. Now, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if I mentioned this here, uh, Mike. Um, I don't think I did mention this. He mentioned to the cops when he was explaining this uh, that he he bought this at a gas station from another driver who told hmm. him that they found it on the side of the road word interesting yeah so so he's at a gas station and he's filling up on gas being intoxicated and another person comes up to him is like hey so al Hmm. dollars (laughs) right and i gotta say like it didn't seem like the police were looking into that actual cell of the owl you know because who are the wackos that sold him to it in this way like, I would say they're even weirder than he is. Who sees an owl on the side of the road and is like, hey, you know what? We better pick this thing up. <laughs> better yet, we better pick this thing up and sell it at the next gas station by randomly asking people if they want to buy it for $100. I think that will work well, right? That's a fact. Let's go. Like, what? Huh? I mean, I don't bes- know. Besides, Come on, Mi- Dr. G, you can sell weird things at the gas station. The, the, there's another <laughs> store outside of the gas station that most people don't know about. <laughs> it's the dark. There's a store there. It's the dark web of the gas station. It pretty much is. It's the dark web. Yeah. Besides me, this dude in the story, and some huge Harry Potter fans, I don't think there are going to be many takers on this owl. I don't think there are going to be many people that are like, eh. But I will say, <laughs> listeners, Google a picture of this owl, and you'll be like, Okay, I would take that guy on. Yeah. All right. He's a little... Although it was a screech owl, Mike, mm. you got to wonder, once that thing becomes an adult, that's got to be some scary <laughs> Once you're just sitting there and it decides to screech in your in your house and you're like, oh, oh, God, I forgot I got an owl. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> that thing is... Yikes. Yikes. Wait, it doesn't, it doesn't who or whatever? <laughs> oh, yeah. What's, that's yeah. a common misconception, Mike. There oh. are multiple different sounds of owls. Ah, they don't just make the one very they soothing. Don't, no. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, no, no, that's 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 one type of owl. There are many, like barred owls that are around my area. Not barn, but bard. B a r r e d. Barred owls sound like basically howler monkeys when they get all excited. Oh, they're sound. They're like that sound. Oh man, no, no, no! Yeah, it's a little frightening. One. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, who owl? What's the who? <laughs> uh, I, I think we'll come back. We'll get. We'll we'll figure it out. You know what? 
We're going to follow up, Mike. <laughs> Mike. Mike, we might. You know what? New segment idea, Mike. <laughs> this is going to really this is gonna get ready to really just reel in some new listeners. Here's yeah. the segment, Mike. Here we go. Know your owl calls. Yes. Sweet. I'm going to play some owl calls, and I'm going to tell you which one is which. That's what okay, we're going to cool. do. Well, you know, if I'm ever at the gas station and somebody's trying to sell me an owl, I want to make sure I'm not buying the barred owl or the exactly. screeching owl. I want to make you want sure to get, get the, the right owl. one. Yes, <laughs> you want the one that's going to give you silent or nice, nice, comforting hoots as you go yeah. to sleep. Hoots. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. Woo. Woo. I can Ooh. sleep. Yeah. Better. Yeah. It's lovely. They're serenading. Yeah. Mike, I've got a kick story out of Atlanta. Just a, a good one here. So, uh, Coy Dumas Jr. Coy Dumas Jr. is a bus driver from the Metro Atlanta Rapid Transit Authority. If you're familiar with Atlanta, that's usually better known as MARTA. Yes! If you've ever taken the MARTA system, that's their bus, that's their subway, that's their transportation system. Coy started as a bus driver with the MARTA system back in 1972. Say what? Wow. 1972. Uh, MARTA said, quote, he is one, or he is on a first name basis with his customers, and they will tell you he is not just the man who drives the bus. He is a mainstay in their community and a part of the family. That's right. Mr. Dumas represents the very best of Marta, and we celebrate his career. That's a fact. Yes. Mike, over, over his 50 years with the company, he has helped at least 2.8 million people to get to their destination. He has mm. driven over this this is amazing. He has driven over two million miles without a ticket or an accident. What? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Two million miles, no tickets, no accidents. Come on, he hit something. Nothing. He At least he didn't admit to it. Nope. He didn't and- <laughs> admit to it. <laughs> And they celebrated his 50th anniversary. They had they they surprised him with a birth or with a celebration. They ha- <laughs> they, they gave had him a bus. <laughs> they Mike. They didn't actually give him like the, it's not his bus, but they gave him a bus with his picture on it. Wow, he now drives awesome. a bus with a giant picture of himself on the side of it. Yes. And they've got billboards around Atlanta with Dumas on them celebrating his 50 years with the company, and uh, and they celebrated at the headquarters. So major shout out goes to Coy in ATL. Shout out. 50 years, no accidents, no tickets. God, he nicked something. I'm he just pr- he nicked something. <laughs> I'm pretty like sure little- none of our listeners can say that, you know. And that's not even their job. I can't say that. I've had yeah. accidents and tickets, and I've only been doing it for 20 years. And I don't drive <laughs> yeah. for a living. No like, way. It's crazy. Yeah. This guy's been out there day in, day out, getting people where they need to go. No accidents, no problems, 50 years. So true. Certified he's got balls. Some stories. He's, he's got some stories. Oh, he's got, got one, one look at Koi. One look at Koi, Mike. And I can tell you, he's got some stories. Yeah. He's got some stories, and I can tell you, off duty, I want to hang with Coy. 
Yeah. <laughs> I want to hang. Listeners, Google Coy Dumas Jr. And you'll say, yeah, that dude. That dude. This dude, you can tell, you can tell Mike, Coy is a cut up off the I'm bus. Take a look at him. He's a cut up off the bus, but as soon as you step on that bus, it's game time. Oh, wow. This guy has definitely got the look. Yeah. Yeah. This guy has got the look. I mean, and he's got, they got the picture, they got the picture of him with, uh, th with the bus with him next to his bus. Yeah. 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 Uh, this guy's awesome. This dude has the captain's hat on. <laughs> he's got the driving gloves. He's got all the, the jewelry. He's got, he's got the got polarized the shades. My man yeah. is focused when he gets yeah, on that he, bus. <laughs> if you don't have your money right, he is telling you to get it right or you're getting yeah. off that bus. You know? Yeah, that's a fact. He, he is all business once you get on that. That's why there's no accidents. That's why there's no tickets. <laughs> this dude is the real deal. Shout out to yeah. Coy. Shout, Shout out, out to Not Coy. Not gonna lie, he kind of has a similar mustache situation as Leo's dad. Because that, that was the Google before. <laughs> Little bit. There's a little, Some you know, similar interesting they, shapes. They, they can they can talk about the shaping of their beards. Um, Mike, I got I got a quick thing here. Um, a story out of People Magazine. Uh, Christian group is spending a hundred million dollars on a new ad campaign titled "He Gets Us." Have you seen mm. any of these? No, I haven't it, seen any of those. It, it's meant Not to my algorithm, Doc G. <laughs> it's meant to present Jesus in a new light to millennials and Generation Z folks. Uh, I'm sure my aunt's probably going to send me a uh, text with this. <laughs> the goal of the campaign is to increase. Apparently, this is what they say their goal is: is to res increase respect and personal uh, personal relevancy of Jesus, and to uh, encourage Christians to follow the example of Jesus in how they treat other people. Hmm. So the campaign is funded by the Servant uh, Christian Foundation, a nonprofit organization from Kansas. And a spokesperson from the campaign said, they don't, need G uh, they don't think Jesus needs an image makeover. Rather, people should listen more to his message. Word. Now, uh, the reason I brought this story up, Mike, is because I've seen these ads constantly. Uh, during football and basketball games I watch. Uh, and uh, I got to be honest, they're pretty goofy. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're pretty goofy. I got to say, I was I was really confused by the last one of the commercials I heard. It was on radio, and I'll give you a synopsis. It's like, you know, a voice comes in, narrator voice comes in. It's like, let me tell you about this guy. He had a group of friends. They were best friends. He used to hang out all the time. One of those friends got in trouble, money trouble, and they ended up framing and betraying our guy all over 30 pieces of silver. And then it pauses. And then it's like, Jesus gets us. He gets us. And I was like, what? How? <laughs> let me let me backstep for the folks that are a little lost. What they're framing here, right, is Jesus and his disciples and him being betrayed by Judas, who apparently sold him out for 30 pieces of silver, and then, of course, he was crucified. That's what happened there in the uh, book, uh, uh, in the Bible. Uh, and I was like, the main question that I had of this was like, 
Who's going through that scenario? Hmm. Who's listening to this this commercial like, oh man, my best friend since kindergarten just turned me in because of religious persecution, and I'm probably going to be murdered. I, it's great that someone else is going through what I'm going through. No, no one's gone through that. Why does he get us because of that, Mike? I just, I'm, I'm confused. Not related. Very. Yeah. No, not at all. And I'm no ad wizard, Mike. I'm no ad wizard. But if you want me to sum up Jesus's teachings, and you want them to relate them to young folks, I got a real simple message. Don't be a turd. Yeah. Like that, that, there you go. If you want to do, if that's really your outcome that you're looking to to go with, don't be a turd. The end. And then move on. That'd be pretty effective. I think uh, I would want to see this ad. I mean, <laughs> don't be a turd, and it's like Jesus. Yeah, and they just, buy, buy, you know, you know, like they had, they have the uh, the Rosa Parks where nah, those same yeah, deal. I love that. Don't yeah. be a turd in quotations. Jesus of Nazareth. You know, like I think yeah. I think the young folks would respond to that. I would respond mm-hmm. to that. I'd be like, yeah, and it's is. right there with our attention span. Two yeah, seconds. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Anyways, Mike, uh, real quick here. Let's see. Do you want to hear the story about France or the story about an artist before we go to break? Let's hear about France. You know my roots. Nice. Well, not really. I'm actually British. No, no. Yeah, we'll say you're French. You're you're French. Why not? French, well, French last name, but for British. this for this story, you're French. I'm French. Um, Mike, a new study out has me really liking your roots of France. Hey, yes. A new study looked at the work-life balance in France and comparing the results to previous results from previous decades. Hmm. Back in 1990, apparently, roughly 60 percent of French people said working was very important in their life compared to only 31% of people in 1990 that said leisure was very important in their life. Today, only 24% of the French public said work is very important in their life. Sweet. Less than a quarter said that it's important in their life. And 41% said leisure is very important in their life, which does worry me a bit when you add those numbers up. That only comes up to 65%. What's happening with the other 35% that is like, nothing is important in my life? Oh, you guys need some direction. Um, but since the uh, uh, COVID pandemic, Mike, 37% of French people say they are less motivated to work. Over 67% of people say they are happy to work less to earn less. I like that. Yeah. I am in agreement with those 67% of people, Mike. They get it. They get it. I think they need a new slogan for France, like, Welcome to France. The country says, Let's hang out. <laughs> had enough. I, it's obvious, Mike, that our man Coy Dumas Jr. is not from France. Nope. No. He is not if he were no from way. if he were from France it would have been like we're celebrating Coy's 50th year with the company. He's shown up like 6 of those. Um he occasionally drives a bus. But you know what? <laughs> he doesn't really like driving it. He just does it every now and then. I think he's hit a couple of things. Whatever. <laughs> you know, that uh, that would be Francis Coy Dumas. And hey, hey, he's like yourself. He's got a French uh, French name. There you go. Yeah. 
There you go. Mike, we're going to take a break. We are going to hear from our guest. This is none other than Ann Arbor with Good Time right here on the Doc G Show. G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Mike, hmm. what do the listeners need to do? 
subscribe to the show, follow the show, subscribe on Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, wherever you mm-hmm. digest all those places. All of those things. Uh, give us a good rating, you know, mm-hmm. five stars. Or if you don't want to give us a good rating, write us an email or something. Yeah. And say why, what What were you mad about? And if you don't want to give us that rating, definitely just don't give the rating. Make sure that. Don't give the rating. Never, never bad ratings. Nope. Never ever. No bad ratings. Never ever. Any emails. Mike, we need to thank the folks. We need to thank the folks that uh, listen on the reg. We do. We do. Let's give a shout out to those regs. Here we go. Shout out. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, Radford, Virginia, Gainesville, Florida, Frankfurt, Germany, Anoka, Minnesota, Ashburn, Virginia, Piracai, Brazil, San Diego, California, Dublin, Ireland, Boardman, Oregon, Genoa, Italy, Richardson, Texas, Barcelona, Spain, Winfield, West Virginia, Biloxi, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Peoria, Illinois, Katy, Texas, Tom's River, New Jersey, Olivia, uh, Olive Branch, Mississippi, Asheville, North Carolina, and Los Angeles, California. I trip, Mike. It's okay. Tripped like once. That's the first time I've ever heard you trip. No, you've heard other times. You've on the regular on the regular list. You, I think that's the first time you you've heard other times. Uh, ah, you're just really good at mo- smooth covering it yeah. up. That's right, Mike. Thanks to the the regulars. Obviously, all of those folks. I mean, you know, Piracai yeah. Brazil coming in with it. I'm always they really do. I, they're they're one of my faves, Mike. I mean, not all the all the regulars are my faves, but like they just. I mean, I just think about Piracai, and I'm like, I've never been there. I have no yeah, idea what's going on in Piracai, but those those mm-hmm. folks, they're regulars, man. They are regulars. So semi regulars, Mike. Here's the folks that can make it to that love fest that we've got going on with our regulars. Here they are. Shout out. Shout out to Brevard, North Carolina, Boston, Massachusetts, Platteville, Wisconsin, Chicago, Illinois, Columbus, Ohio, Gross Point, Michigan, West uh, Western Springs, Illinois, Juliet, Illinois, Cincinnati, Ohio, Montclair, New Jersey, Brandon, Canada, Bella Vista, Arkansas, Rome, Italy. Lindenhurst, New York. Shout out. Yeah. Nice. Mike, we had nice. another we had another batch of uh Midwesterners there. Yeah. Had another What's group there. I'm, I hey, Midwestern movement. More power to them, you know? We love it. We love it. So it's true. getting cold. They're going inside and they're like I got nothing else to do but listen to this weird <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Here we go. Well, why not, you know? And you know what? I support it. Gross Point, Michigan. Yes. Get it done, guys. Get it done. Platteville, Wisconsin, we see you. Get it. Mm-hmm. Get it, guys. Mike, uh, we had, uh, well, before I move on, thanks to everybody for listening to the show. We always support it. It's a, it's a miracle that you listen, and we yes. we support that miracle. That's right. Um, Mike, one last story that we have. This was the artist story that I went over on the the, 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 the other side of the break there. An artist known as Sunday Nobody uh, as has gone viral, as they say, on the old TikTok. He went viral uh, for a uh, three-minute TikTok on his latest art project. He said this art project took him about four months to complete and cost about $1,250 uh, worth of materials. Hmm. He told the outlet um, Newsweek 
I just do these meme art projects as a sun, uh, fun side hobby right now. My day job is working as an animator. When I'm not at my 9 to 5, I'm usually in my art studio. Now, by this time, uh, you're probably asking yourself, what's the art project? That's a fact. What's going on? Well, he took a snack-sized bag of Flaming Hot Cheetos, froze it in a giant block of resin, then secured it in a 3,000-pound concrete sarcophagus and buried it in an undisclosed location in the Pacific Northwest. Word. Nice. Now, Mike, if you're like me and you're wondering, huh, what's supposed to be the meaning of that? What's, what's the underlying purpose? There isn't one. <laughs> no purpose. And that's not just me saying this is goofy, Mike. That's straight from the artist. He said, quote, it's sometimes nice doing something that doesn't have a purpose. I don't think every piece of art needs a great purpose. It can just be a silly idea that makes you giggle. I love that. I really do love that. I do like that a lot, Mike, but I got to be honest. I'm failing to see the giggle part. You know? Hmm. I, I, I don't see the, like, the. I mean, it's weird, but I'm not like, oh, Cheetos in a giant block. <laughs> like, you know, like. <laughs> I, I just imagine people in the far distant future, some archaeologist, somebody hopefully finding it. That's where the giggle will be. That's yes, 3,000 years from now when they pull it out and go, what the? What? Um, now, my probably my favorite part of the story, though, Mike, is at the end, he tells media outlets the uh, he's not going to give the exact location uh, where it is. He says it's buried in a secret location. The way I found the land was by posting to my Instagram a comment, does anyone own land in the Pacific Northwest that would be willing to let me bury something on their property? In parentheses, not a dead body. Sweet. Then he says, and a very nice couple <laughs> replied saying they'd love to be a part of the project. Hmm. That really intrigues me, Mike, that there was somebody that answered that message. Who owning land would answer <laughs> that message? Because I got to be honest, if he says... Parentheses, it's not a dead body. I'm going, it's definitely a dead body. It's 100% a dead body. It's like, don't worry, it's not a dead body. Is that a dead body in your backseat of your car? Yeah, but that's not what I'm burying. Oh, okay. What? All right, should be fine. I'm not worried. Like, just who who answered it that was like, oh, that sounds pretty good. He's not offering anything. He's not telling us what, he, what it is. And he just wants to bear it on our land. Yeah, of course. Yeah, somebody with a lot of guns, probably. Somebody with a lot of, like, protection and, you know. I ain't worried about training. it. <laughs> anything, Come on out. Anything comes out of that hole, I'm shooting its head off. <laughs> Anyways, Mike, uh, I want real quick, we have one previously on the Doc G Show here. Previously on the Doc G Show. Nice. I love it. Mike, this is a bit of a serious one. Uh, I wanted to clear something up. Last week, I brought up the uh, former basketball player, Ben Gordon. You know? Mm -hmm. Made a little yeah. joke on his behalf that he was giving uh, Ben Gordon's a bad name because he had been arrested a couple times. 
And it was a fortuitous incident that I was listening to a uh, an interview with his old basketball coach, Jim Calhoun, from Connecticut on a show uh, the Thursday after our show. And the, uh, the interviewer asked him, hey, you used to be Ben Gordon's uh, coach. What do you think about this? Uh, these incidents he's been in recently? And uh, Jim Calhoun got really upset about the uh, news coverage because apparently Ben Gordon was diagnosed with bipolar disorder back in 2017. Uh, and he's really suffered severely from the symptoms of it since then. Uh, and he's been trying to manage it. He's been trying to use medication. He's tried, uh, you know, uh, therapist. Uh, but, you know, he apparently was off his medication, and he apparently uh, was struggling at that point. So, mm. my bad, Ben. I didn't know the situation. Yeah. Which which is true for about 90% of the stories on this show. But, <laughs> yeah, but this true. one came right back in my face the day after I mentioned it. So, I wanted to say my bad. I hope I hope yeah. I hope everything is better soon, Ben Gordon, and uh, yeah. I, I hope uh, the struggles do not continue. Uh, yeah, same. Mike, are you ready for some quick hitters? Quick hitters, let's go. Mike, got? I've got a little uh, self-help headline here from Slate. They have yes. the, they have their Dear Prudence column, and this is the uh, Dear Prudence uh, headline. Dear Prudence, help. I'm so embarrassed by the name of my daughter's new horse. Word. So, Mike, I can I can take this one for Prudus. I've 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 got this one. Uh, the name's not the problem. You should be embarrassed that your daughter, and not you, owns multiple horses, <laughs> and you're acting like you have a problem. That's a fact. Come on, Mike. What's the next Dear Prudence article? Dear Prudence, I, I can't decide whether I should drive my Bentley or Ferrari. It's a really well, tough situation. So tough. Yeah. It's a price is. Sunday driver. I'm, uh, mm, uh, come on. It's hard to park. Yeah. Come on. Get it together. <laughs> get it together. Mike, I got a headline, and I don't even have any. Like, I don't know what to comment on this one. This one's just weird. I don't know if you've seen this, but apparently Scottie Pippen, ex-wife, Larsa Pippen, she is now dating Michael Jordan's son. Wait, what? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Digest that. Scotty yeah, Pippen's ex-wife, Larsa Pippen, is dating Michael Jordan's son. Hmm. There's a pretty sizable age gap, but I'm just more concerned about the inner workings of their uh, ex-husband and father so true that's weird like what does yeah. jordan say the next time he sees scotty like that is just what hey your yeah. your son is my ex-wife yeah that's weird right i don't know don't know what to tell you like yeah it's a, i would say yeah peculiar that is not the jordan pippen combo i want to see <laughs> yeah i was gonna say we're on the same team but no you're not no, on the same team no anymore. mike no. uh quick story out of the daily mail uk longtime primate researcher and anthropologist jane goodall you know jane right yeah yeah she claims that english prince harry wanted to raise son archie in africa Barefoot with other kids. Hmm. 
She said he and Megan strongly considered taking that leap before quitting as senior royals. <laughs> nice. And I say, Mike, don't worry. Harry and Megan ended up doing almost, almost the same thing as Barefoot in Africa. They're raising him in a $22 million mansion in Southern California. <laughs> same experience, right? It's pretty much... Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much the right, same Right, right there. Ridiculous, Mike. You did not... Um, like, Doc G. You, if you... If they did strongly consider that, they took a strong right turn after strongly <laughs> considering that. Anyways. They, uh... I think they watched, there's a documentary on Netflix about how little babies are raised around the world. And man, those kids in Africa, they are ready to go. They, they're they pretty much just instantly ready uh, uh, they, for life. They have, they have a good time too, man. No concerns, man. Just having fun. Yeah. Mike, we got another self-help headline here. Uh, this is from the New York Post. This is from their Dear Abby uh, column. Dear Abby, I've been dating my girlfriend for two years we still haven't had sex, even though we sleep in the same bed. Wait, what? What? Yeah, no, that's not good. What? Oh, man, I'm, I teach their own, you know, I don't know. But. How is that even possible though, Mike? Wouldn't you at least accidentally bump into her once or twice and be like, well, oh, well sorry. <laughs> sorry, I guess we can't technically say that anymore. Like just, nope. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, ridiculous They're spiritual people maybe i don't know i, I didn't read into it mike i didn't care yeah. that much i just like the headline <laughs> um oh mike i forgot to look at the seventy thousand dollars of fines i just remember Girl, come on. i will bring it up though previously on the doc g show next week seventy thousand dollars of fines of ohio hunters that's coming your way mike mm. okay but i got another headline mike from cnn Dolly Parton receives $100 million Courage and Civility Award from Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It is. Yes. It is. Yeah, well, you know, Dolly Parton's going to turn it around. She'll flip it to some phil philanthropic. I mean, I trust DP. Yeah. I trust DP. Yeah. Mike, take a back, back, though. Take a step back and just think how effing rich... You have to be that your charity is giving away a hundred million dollars to other extremely rich people so they can decide what charities to use your insane wealth with. You don't even have time to do it yourself. You're just like, here, take a hundred million dollars. There you go. Let's uh let's try to get away some more of it. Here, here's a hundred million dollars to another. I don't I don't know what to do with all of this. I've got $200 billion. What do I do with it? Like, how effing rich do you have to be that even Dolly Parton's like, wow, that's a lot of money. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> like, it's crazy, man. It's insane. Anyways, DP, I love you. You're awesome. Yeah. Great My documentary, by the way. Mike, we're going to take a break. We are going to be right back with none other than Ann Arbor right here on the Doc G Show. Doc G Show. 
because sometimes you need something playing in the background. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on 99.5 FM, Spinnaker. This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today, we are very happy to be welcoming Slade and Danny of Ann Arbor, who just released their newest album, Love and Drugs, about two months ago. Fellas, how's it going? Very good. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. very good. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. And uh, you guys, uh, we had a little bit of, uh, you know, some, some difficulties getting together because you guys actually had a couple of shows just uh, last week uh, in Anaheim and San Diego. How'd those shows go? Yeah, man, it was good. We kind of did like a short little run with uh, some friends of ours in a band called The Hire. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually haven't done, you know, something like this in a while. So it was good getting back on the road, seeing all the fans that we haven't seen in a while, playing new music. Um, yeah, and packing these clubs out, which is the most important part, you know? Very nice. Very nice. It, I, I'm guessing San Diego is an enjoyable place to play. Yeah, man, that was actually an interesting show because it was like a it's a new venue and there was like no sign out, so all of our fans were kind of like, "Where do we go? Where is this place?" Where do we um, go? But the weather was beautiful, um, and we had a great show, so I can't really complain. Yeah, yeah people came out. Intimate show it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Very nice. I always feel like San Diego, even though you know everybody thinks of LA as the sort of quintessential California. I feel like everything that people think of about California outside of the state is actually San Diego and not L.A. Yes, it is. It the is. beach and yeah, oh yeah. Just the, the laid back yeah. vibes, the the, yeah. the perfect weather, all of that stuff. It's it's San Diego. Yes. It's, uh, it's Seal Beach because mm-hmm. I went there a bunch growing up. Nice. And, you know, that's where it's relaxed. There's not an insane amount of people. Yeah. Uh, they have that like the the old school roller coaster mm. and that kind of stuff i i love that area i love pacific i love i love la jolla they're all just i mean yeah so nice so nice uh well <laughs> now i'm guessing i'm guessing short trip like that you didn't have any any crazy stories like you you threw out on the uh crazy tour stories uh video you did a while back there so i'm guessing you didn't yeah. get any thrown out of any hotels on this short trip <laughs> no nothing like that i did um so we were driving this van that has like a handicap little stool like i guess like stair thing that comes out (laughs) probably like six inches out which is kind of a lot when you're driving and in la like cars park on both sides of the roads yeah and we were driving i was driving and of course all of a sudden we get too close and we hear the Sino series i'm like dang it i hit a freaking car get out and it was just the, the little you know handicap thing thank god uh, and we were good to go and there was cars behind me and i'm like we need to you know we need to get out of here and luckily nobody nobody followed us the car was fine that we that we hit so it was all good no thank no god. no damn it's los angeles man they're like who gives a yeah yeah head. get out of the way yeah yeah they, they really like do you could just be stabbing someone and they'll be like whatever i got somewhere to be <laughs> seriously <laughs> I did, uh, for, for listeners that haven't seen this, you do have, so th- there's a running sort of just interview thing of crazy tour stories. 
uh, that they've done with a whole bunch of bands, and you guys did this. And it was, uh, you guys were in Portland, you had this whole crazy thing of getting thrown out of a hotel, and then you had to go back to the hotel. Yeah. That was my bad. For, for, for the uh, charger. And I, I gotta ask, was there no place you could have bought the charger? Like, was that, was it like, because you know, we must have been pretty broke or something. We were, we must have been like, I don't even remember why we didn't just buy one. I think it was, well, well, the thing is, like, we we're headed back that way anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, and then mm. I think might have been more than just the char- like, it might have been like a little USB device or something. Okay. I don't know. It's a like little a, thing that would have been more of a hassle to get, but, uh, because the jump drive would definitely make sense. Like I would get, but I was just like, I was, I was like, if it's if it's a, a charger, why didn't they just like stop it? Like a, because that that would be a way out of the way and a huge hassle for just a charger. Yeah, that's funny. I remember that being being some sort of conversation of like, hey, is there anywhere we can just go get one? And then I think whoever was tour managing was just like, well, do you have enough juice for tonight? Make it through tonight. And I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> He's like, we'll just get it tomorrow. So. Uh, yeah. Also about that, like you guys, the the whole story, you were being loud in the hotel uh, and then you calmed down and then apparently somebody else was still being loud, but they thought it was you. And the thing that I found really yeah. weird about that was the fact that the cops came in the morning. Like, how long does it take the cops to get there? Like, you guys right? sleep exactly. for a couple of hours, and then it's like, oh, by the way, we heard something a couple hours. Like, That's a good point. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we had were, been asleep. We definitely like, asleep for four or five hours at yeah. least. Then, yeah. And then all of a sudden, just being shaken awake, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Officer, like, yeah, clearly it was not us. We, we added to it for sure, but by the by, a certain point, we were done, you know? Yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, by that time, is it worth it as cops? Now you're just being bags. Like, that's just, yeah, like, you're, just, you're just throwing them out to throw them out because you want to prove a point. Like, un- unnecessary. Unnecessary, man. In- they were they were mad, dude. I called them that morning, and I tried to throw a fit, and they were like, it was, it was pretty crazy how mad they were. They told us that people had checked out because of us and all the stuff and we were like what did we do we like kind of looked at each other like what the it was yeah we for sure like you know we're being a little loud and then we got a phone call and they're like hey you guys are being loud and you shut up we're like all right everyone get out of here you know we're gonna turn all the music off we're just gonna sit down and chill and we did that and then we kept getting phone calls and we're like hey it's not us for being so quiet yeah <laughs> like whatever you need needed some body cam footage of yourself for that one just just so Seriously. Like, have, a, have a little pov for the the party no 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 look here it is here we are yeah. this is us oh no. uh, anyway listeners if you haven't seen it, it it's on there it's on social media go check it out it's a good video yeah. also on youtube um but back back to the band, Slade. You're obviously the the founding member of Ann Arbor. Uh, Ann Arbor uh, has been a band for a, a good while now. I was, I was thinking about it. It's actually been part of your life longer than it's been not part of your life. Like, man, you're you're right when you think, when you say it like that. I never realized that. Yeah, we've been a band since 2003. So yeah, um, I'm I'm 33 in a 
like a, a yeah. week and a half. So man, yeah, you're you're right there. Yeah, it, it's over. Uh, and and I was just thinking about that. I mean, when you started out. And it was, I mean, even before, because it was Troop 101 before Ann Arbor, like... Yeah, yeah. When you started the band, obviously your idea of music is different than it is now. Like, yes. who, who, who were you thinking? Who did you want to emulate? Who were your rock heroes when you started the, the band? Um, I mean, when we started the band, we were watching a lot of, like, drive through record DVDs and um, going to all the warp Tours and stuff, so... So like for for me it was like you know the starting line census fail all these drive through record bands that you know were playing and playing all these sold out shows on the stuff and doing crazy stuff on the road like that's what that's what we wanted to do and that's what we wanted to emulate. Nice. Um, we didn't think about any of the business stuff and you know all the merchandise and all the stuff. It was kind of like, well, if we can do this, then if they can do this, then so can we because they were you know just you know whole yeah. just a little bit older than us so. Nice. Um, Nice. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't take much. I mean, it was honestly. I'm, I'm surprised it happened because none of us really knew how to play any instruments or anything. So we kind of just it was from the ground up, man. If it, it, it the desire's there, it can happen for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but Danny, I've I've heard you talk about uh, you sort of starting in music. You saw Red Hot Chili Peppers live DVD, and yep. and just knowing, boom, that's what I want to do. I want to be John Frashani up there. Uh, I, I'm guessing that was, you know, around 2001 ish. So, was that by the way that was the probably about 2000? This happened in probably 2003, four, yeah. but yeah, the, that video is probably from around there. It was nice. playing at Slane Castle in Ireland? Nice. A ridiculous sea of people. Yeah, and Flea is wearing a, a skeleton costume. <laughs> nice, nice. Still got that energy. That. Twenty years later, yeah. still got the exact yeah, same energy, still, man. Still. Yeah. What, what do you What do you think? What do you think of the return of John Frashani there, Danny? They didn't miss a beat. No, no. They just hopped right back into it, and it just feels feels natural I, I do i do gotta say like when it happened i wasn't a fan of josh the josh albums like the i wasn't a fan of those and i and i wasn't a fan really when you go all the way back to the uh me and my friends album but i gotta say in hindsight i dig a lot of the songs now from those albums like it's a good variation when you look back on it like you're like all right it's a different feel i yeah. like that like but it's yeah, like you said sure. as soon as they came back in you you get that it's like a glove. You're just like, oh, it's it's exactly. it's back. Um, <laughs> so you you started you started the band, and obviously Danny wasn't uh, with you, Slade, when when Ann Arbor starts. And right. you know it takes it it, it 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 takes several years to get established, and then you guys you guys get a lot of sort of momentum going there, and you get signed to Hopeless Records, and. They're not a major label, but I mean they've had big names. I mean, yeah, yeah, Newfound Glory yeah. and and some Forty One, All Time Low, Yellow Card, Avenge Sevenfold. Like they're you know some big names in there. As a teenager, yeah. because you were still a teenager when you got signed, in your head were you like, and we're superstars? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. And that that's kind of like a, a curse, honestly, about it too, is because we were so young. 
we were like, awesome, let's sign, you know, because yeah. we had a few, we had a few people interested and our parents were cool with it. So we signed and then, you know, they do all the work for you, right? So you just have to go on tour and make songs and then they do everything else and you don't really understand how it all works. So, um, you know, it was great and it was kind of like a movie, you know, it all happens, you know, in, in your mind, it's like, oh, this is kind of expected. Oh, cool. We got the Scooby-Doo thing. Oh, okay, cool. Like this is all happening. Right. Right. And then, um, and then boom, next thing you know, members drop out and then where are you stuck? You know, you don't know how the business runs. You don't really know much about the music industry. So it's kind of a curse in itself signing so young and not really knowing much about, you know, about what's going on. But at the same time, if you're looking to, to just get taken care of, you know, and just be an artist, and signing to a record label, yeah, that's 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 kind of what it does for you. Just, that's they do everything for you. So well, and rolling the dice that they like what you're making, you know, and right? You, you right. don't just get shelved and and put aside till they right right find somebody else they like. Uh, yeah, it's like a, it's hard. It's hard to you, you don't know what they're gonna do with you. You don't know if they really are gonna say what they you know gonna do what they say. So, Danny, you're you're a little younger. And mm-hmm. you you saw Ann Arbor taking off. You I mean you you knew Slade w- well before you guys uh, were in the band yeah. Together. I mean yeah, like I saw you know me and my older brother were both in you know just messing around in bands and stuff, playing instruments with you know whatever garage bands friends that that also played. And uh, I think my brother's very first like band and middle school or high school or whatever played a show or it was a battle of the bands at this church that's mm-hmm. like across the street from the high school we went to and uh and troop 101 mm-hmm. was there and uh and they were they were the band at that show that was like a big deal where everybody was like they already knew the songs and were like ah. Man. And i was like what's going <laughs> on here at a battle of the <laughs> bands that's impressive yeah that's right. I think, I think later on, like my, you know, so I always knew like they were doing stuff and then, and they'd put out like their first record or whatever that was before signing to Hopeless. And then, I don't know, I just remember one day my brother being like, yo, check this out. And pulled up the video for the brightest green right after they, they signed. And I was just like, oh, shit, this is like real and like legit and cool. And, and yeah. Well, well, so I mean, obviously, you see this this happening for Ann Arbor, and at the same, well, a little bit later, your brother's band Catastro starts getting starts getting you know traction and notoriety. Did did you have did you ever have like inner monologue with yourself like, come on, man, you got to be in a band, or was it were you just were you like, yeah, it'll happen sometime, maybe I don't know. Good question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was kind of always. I mean, it was always something I wanted to do, um, but it was just like, it's one of those things that people don't understand too. Like there are so many talented musicians out there that just weren't lucky enough to find the right people at the right time or whatever to to make something happen. And I spent a lot of years of of that just like trying to start bands or, or, or doing it for a little while, writing music, playing shows, and then nobody was committed enough or or whatever it was um so things always just kind of came in and out with music and you know i was i was more focused on like going to school and all that kind of stuff and then and then just i don't know i i was stuck with it and 
was just always writing music and, and messing around or performing as like a hired gun for other people. And, you know, eventually I got to hit up to do this tour with Ann Arbor and, and here I am. Well, what was there any, I mean, obviously, you know, it, it's your brother and it, it, it's a band uh-huh. and Ann Arbor's a band from your hometown. But is there a little bit, I mean, at least of like, why, why can't I get, cause you said, you know, you're going from these bands to bands. Like what, what am I, what am I doing wrong here? Like, or what were you just, I mean, was oh, it just going sure. with the, the flow? Yeah. I mean, a little bit of both. Uh, I think part of it was that, like, I, when, when you're at that young age, like in high school, like being two, a two year age difference seems like forever. Like he's 75 yeah. and 14, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it's, it's such a big difference then. So like, you know, there was a big part of me when I was, you know, when we were young, I was like, why can't I be in catastrophe? <laughs> and then happening. But, um, you know, I had like helped them write some songs and, uh, and like was always hanging out when they're jamming and stuff. But like, you know, they, I think they did like their first four while they might have still been seniors in high school or something like that. And, and then right after high school, they started like doing it all the time and yeah. i was like oh obviously i can't go do that because i have history class in 15 minutes so <laughs> um so yeah there is a little a little, but, little age restriction regardless um yeah yeah we 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 had andy and ryan uh of catastro on the show last year yeah which uh you know i'm obviously i'm super honored to have gotten to talk to to andy before uh he tragically yeah, passed yeah, away awesome. Um, yeah. and I mean, Andy seemed to be such a, a staple of the Arizona music scene, especially, you know, the roots sort of reggae scene. And, and Danny, I, I, I saw the post that you had on him. Just how did, how did Andy influence you as far as music wise? Andy was, I don't know. He was always a big deal to me. Um, I think. Like he was like a brother to me and he's just, I know him as just this goofball, you know, but everybody else like knows him as this rock star, but he was, he was one of the first people to like take something I wrote seriously. And, uh, it was like, I don't know, it was just like this guitar riff I wrote when I was like 14 and I'm just jamming in my room and he like walked into my room and was like, Oh, what's this? And like started singing over it. And, uh, and that ended up becoming a song called That Place You Know. Um, like, that was such a big deal to me. And uh, I kind of reshaped my whole mind about writing music because for so long it was so, you know, when you're young, you're more concerned about, like, proving that you're good mm-hmm. and that you can play a bunch of notes really fast. Yeah. And not, like, that's not what it's about. It's about writing, you know, a good song or writing something that's catchy or are unique and original on its own. It doesn't have to be, you know, some insane blue. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know. That kind of reshaped how I wrote music and working with him over the years. But so he's just, he's one of those people that like everything he's saying in a song is he's not, he didn't just think of that. Like that would be a cool thing to say. Like he's just writing about his life. Yeah. And, uh, um, I think that's always been important to me and 
and I always try to tell other people just like be as genuine as you can and like everything's the best when you write about what you know yeah and he was great at that so yeah he- otherwise otherwise you don't want to lie to your audience you know and right. try to pretend you are somebody well they're gonna feel it they're gonna they're gonna see they're gonna feel it. they're gonna know yeah they can sniff it out especially in his genre too because it's like you know he's got to be real because a lot of you know a lot of rappers and stuff aren't yeah just aren't dude yeah it's all the stuff about yeah it's 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 funny the way that you you know you said you knew him as a goofball and everybody knew him as as a rock star and it's it's sort of like just the little bit that i knew about him and when we talked about because we went sort of at the the creation of catastro and everything and you know that's the way the other band members saw him was like at first they were just like who is this goober like why is he so but like at the same time He's got this just authentic confidence that this is what I'm supposed to do. This was the music that I was supposed to make. And like he was he was also super with like with fans. Like when you would see him after the show and he's at the merch table, you know, like signing stuff and talking to fans. Like he doesn't do like, Hey, thanks for coming out. It was great to meet you. We'll see you guys next time. Next person. Like He'll sit and talk with one person for forty-five minutes, if if that's what it takes, and he'll talk to every single person. So it was like that was just his thing. Yeah, he was born to do that. Well, he it, did it. it. It obviously affected a ton of people, uh, and I mean, it was it was obvious in the the other artists too that uh, that came out in the support. Um, uh, huge, huge influence, huge loss there as far as just the the music industry. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Catastro is one of those bands that, I mean, we all went to high school together. We all kind of grew up together and just like Andy was the guy that was like rapping in the hallways and everybody was like, you know, watching. He went by like, he went by Andy J back then and it was like, then he joined Catastro and just to see them push so hard and get to the point that they were at, it's just like devastating to see such a talented guy and such a talented band, Yeah, you know, just right there for sure, for sure. Well, now back to uh, Ann Arbor. So Danny hasn't got into the band at this point again. Slade, back in 2013, you guys released the album uh, uh, Burnout, and you've got these singles on there: "Whiskey and Hell," uh, "Damage I've Done," uh, "Every High" has has a come down. No single release of 18, and right. we were talking a little bit about this before we we came on here. Uh, it's it not even really the main focus of the album. Um, and now it's, yeah. it's 2022 and it's got over a hundred million streams on Spotify alone. Uh, and I hear it was mainly TikTok that sort of got yeah. the, the wheels turning. Was that, I mean, yeah. was, was that pretty much everything as far as it getting that, you know, those numbers, those streams? I mean, yeah, because honestly, we're, we were more of like a rock pop band. So in our eyes, 18 was just too poppy. It was just too, too just, you know, rainbows and butterflies for us. So we were like, eh, you know, let's just see how the record does. And for 10 years, that song didn't really do much Yeah. until, until you know, a year and a half ago, somebody was like, hey, your song went viral on 18. And by this time, it had been viral for probably six months. We just didn't even know 
that TikTok really was a thing. Yeah. So we jump on and there's just there's thousands and thousands of kids doing dances and singing our song. <laughs> and we were like, holy <laughs> you know, yeah, we, we were uh, it was crazy. And and then we look at Spotify and we realized that, you know, 18 had jumped to the top song and our Spotify numbers had gone up drastically. So just by kids adding the 18 to their to their playlist, you know, that's all it really took. It's crazy. I've I've had a, actually I'd say probably the 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 craziest I had a uh, artist on the show Sam Tenes, and he'd make sort of mm-hmm. I don't know what you'd call it I guess you know electric based pop sort of music sort of in that genre and he has two songs that have sort of done that on TikTok and his like that that sort of goes into the next question is like. You guys have actually seen it really sort of, uh, Slade, you were mentioning, like actually sort of translate into the shows where people will show up because of that, seeing it first on TikTok, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even being a band for the song and that record coming out in what, 2013, people still come and they ask for that song. We started adding to the set list because we realized that we have to play it. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. one of the top songs. And um, I mean, it's not our favorite, but at least the kids know it and they sing along and that's what brings the energy up in the show. So, yeah. yeah. And I mean, we get a lot of people that are like, you know, like, oh, I just found you guys because of TikTok. And then, and, you know, now, like I've been listening to all of your records and I love everything. I like come to shows yeah. and stuff. So, so there are some cases where it does translate. Yeah, it was it was funny. I was actually going through social media before the the interview there on Instagram, and I saw a post. Uh, it, you, it was it was about a show coming up, and a dude commented, uh, "Why did you guys change your style? Just curious. I like the new stuff, but love your original stuff." And then another guy commented. Try singing 18 for nine straight years. What a horrible life. And I was like, I'm going to guess that guy doesn't know much about Ann Arbor because he didn't know right. that they haven't been singing 18 for nine years straight. In, yeah. fa- in fact, it was just on, like you said, you just started putting it on the set list because you're like, all right, well, I guess we'll play it now. Uh, people yeah, basically. Basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> And that, yeah, man. It, it, it's crazy to me how many, I mean, obviously there are those those people that it translates to, but there are also so many million out there that know you guys, but don't know it's your song. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, they know that song oh, and they hear it and they go, oh yeah, 18 song, but they just don't, they haven't made the connection yet to your band. And it's just, it's right. crazy how many like, you know. If you could do like a, a a sound check on people and just give them headphones and let them listen to yeah. eighteen and be like, you know this song? Yeah, I know this song. And it's like, you know who sings it? <laughs> no, not no. sure. Yeah, like, but that's yeah. just waiting for that crossover back from no, TikTok. And if you've heard, if you have a TikTok, you've probably heard eighteen at some point. Yeah, it's just just part of that algorithm that's been in there. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, another one was was the the Scooby Doo song. Uh, yeah. The what's new Scooby Doo? Because we yeah. these shows last weekend we opened our set with that because it's only like a minute long song. We're like, why not just open the set with this? Yeah, like everybody knows the song, and yeah. and we just got so many people that were like, oh, didn't know you guys were the ones that that did that song. 
Well, that was cool. And that, that's one of the, the I mean, you, you sort of wonder if it will catch on on a social media like TikTok, even though it was licensed and people saw it sort of pre all social media and know it there. Like all your yeah. late 20, early 30s folks know it from that, just like from seeing the cartoons and hearing it. But um let's 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 fast forward let's let's go to the new the new album uh just two months ago you guys released the first album in in six years it's it's yeah been a long time coming to this and danny this this was the first album that you were contributing writer in so i mean you'd done eps uh with ann arbor and you'd written songs obviously for several years but was there a different level of excitement for you putting out a full album being like all right this is the full album and i'm i'm on there that's me <laughs> yeah yeah it was it's nice to like finally have a full body of work yeah it's just like you know here's a whole thing that's like you know all the different ranges and styles and work that we put into it this, um, this is the whole so, book. yeah i don't know it's really exciting and danny did a and, lot of writing all, on it man like he's got two two or three songs on there that he wrote all by himself and that i kind of was like man these are great you know is the, the guy's the guy's a great writer fantastic fantastic well, yeah it was and it was just such a fun experience like putting the whole thing together because i mean Slade and i were writing just uh, tons and tons of demos just stacking them up and then and then you know just the two of us with our producer Matt Keller, um, just working for I don't know two two and a half weeks or something, and uh, it was just great. I don't know. Nice. Well, Slade, obviously the, the the sound has evolved since the first albums. Um, what do you what do you what do you think is the coolest change? Like, what do you like the most? What gets you excited about the change of the new music versus sort of that old sound? uh when you first started the band Ooh. um i mean i think i think i like the the way that we write now you know there's just i think we know more of what we're doing so it's listen as a listener i think it's it's just easier to listen to there's a lot of more space that we've you know that we've put in but also taken out because some parts need more more of something else you know so mm-hmm. it's it's just it's come a long way but i think that this new record is um it's just a lot of people say more mature, but I think it's always going to be Ann Arbor and we're always going to be making, you know, the same type of music, but um, yeah, it's just, it's more, it's more catchy. It's, it's kind of more of what I feel like Ann Arbor should have been at the beginning. So, nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, you can't run from your voice. I mean, you know, it, that right. your, your voice <laughs> is always going to be on there, which is always going to be Ann Arbor. So it's always going to have that core feel right. based off of your your voice alone um right. you've you've got uh sammy adams uh on emergency and uh sammy's from boston and i was just wondering how, how did he come about what how did that uh you know let's let's add sammy adams to the song how did that yeah yeah we were yeah. go ahead danny uh i think it was just uh like uh, our managers knew his manager, something along those lines. Because our managers are based out of uh, Nashville and Maryland. Yeah. Well, now both Nashville. But uh, anyway, so so yeah, you know, we when we were doing this record, um, 
you know, most of it was finished, but we were like, let's leave some gaps and a handful of songs, um, you know, just take maybe the second verse out or something like that and just shop around and see, maybe we'll get some features on this one. Cause we've never done that before. Yeah. Uh, it'd be nice to kind of like throw some other voices and flavors into this that we haven't done before. Um, and that came up and we were just like, yeah, why not? So, you know, we sent him the song and he sent back like such a sick verse and we just edited it all in together and worked out. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, now he's in, he's in Nashville, so it makes sense. He moved down there. Of course, yeah. everybody in the world is apparently moving to Nashville. So seriously, it's true. Makes it's sense. true. Uh, and Phoenix actually. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has left California and come to Phoenix. Mm, good. Uh, there's some good options. There's some reasons why. Now, now Nashville, I'd oh, say, yeah. as far as it's, it's getting a little too too pricey and too much traffic, <laughs> man. Too pricey yeah. and too traffic. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, dude. Well, well uh, Slade, in your mind, if there's a song to take off on Lug Love and Drugs as far as, like, TikTok, another, like, 18 just snake in the grass that you don't see that just rockets off what would you think what what, what do you Gosh. put your money on what's the one that could just rock it off I, mean, I would like to say drugs because it's just so catchy and it's so like it's I got such a drugs. great metal yeah. such a great metaphor in it but i mean if it were up to me i would like durango because i love that song mm. um but you know in a, in a in a perfect world i guess it would be drugs yeah, yeah. I, I I was I was listening through the album going dark horse. I'm gonna say I'm good time. That's what I'm gonna <laughs> just thinking of that, yeah. I love that song, man. I, I, yeah. I think it's one that Danny wrote. Danny wrote that song. Nice. Yeah. I'm thinking there's some of those just those short uh, phrases in that song that you get on those TikToks where all of a sudden it's just this one little loop with that, you know, with that phrase. <laughs> Um, right. the the album's fantastic all the way through. Uh, listeners should Thank go you. check it out. Uh, regardless if it takes off on TikTok, I do think "Good Time" is a jam. So uh, listeners need to ch you. check that out. Uh, before we go, guys, I wanted to do a couple of non-music questions that I saw on uh, that you know noticed as I was going through social media. So I, I wanted to go through a couple. If you're good with that, sure, sure. Slade, first off, I feel like somebody has had to tell you this. Somebody somewhere. But while I was preparing for this interview, I kept thinking, I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. Where do I know this guy from? I know him. <laughs> and it hit me. Billy Crudup in the movie Almost Famous. Have you seen oh, the movie yeah. Almost Famous? Yes, yes, yeah. I get it all the time. Okay, yeah. I was about to say, you look, I mean, it's almost... Like, yeah. I put up two pictures, and I was like, yeah, that's him. There it is. Like When my hair is longer like this, I get I get that all the time. And with the mustache, of course. It took me a while to, to pinpoint it. I was like, <laughs> literally for a couple of days, I was just like, I, I know I've never met him before in real life. Like, where where is this guy coming from? And then I finally thought of, but and I don't know. This is this movie's way less uh, popular. But he was also in a movie called Without Limits about the runner Prefontaine. I haven't and seen it. He no. It, he does it. It doesn't look as much like you because he's got like sort of semi blonde hair in that one okay. to be like Prefontaine, okay. but. 
He still ha he has a, he has a better mustache in that one, so it looks more like you on the mustache okay. side. Plus, I'm awesome. I'm a huge fan of 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 Prefontaine because I'm I'm big into running. So uh, I yeah, that was where it came from. But Danny, speaking of <laughs> speaking of working out, I noticed you've been hitting those climbing routes for a long time, man. Now, yeah, that's my new thing. <laughs> now, is is that is that is it for a workout or is it for like the feel, like the freedom of being on the wall? What do you love about it? I mean, it started out as just like a reason to hang out with some of my buddies that like you know I've known since I was a kid, mm -hmm. um, and like you know we also like play video games together, but like to actually physically see each other. I don't know. One of them hit me up and was like, "You wanna." You want to go rock climbing? I was like, yeah, I do. Because over COVID, I went down like a rock climbing rabbit hole. Yeah. Like, you know, everyone else during COVID found some weird new thing. And uh, and so I, I don't know, I just started going and it was super fun. And it's it turned into a thing that like uh, heights, like I, I've been scared of heights my whole life. And yeah. this has helped me get over it. But it also like adds a factor of adrenaline into my life of like fear of being up there yeah you still know you're safe but um i don't know a little That's bit of therapy a little bit I of realized. workout you got both yeah yeah i was like oh i haven't been like afraid of dying in a really long time <laughs> but i think it's good for you <laughs> to be like oh my god like like you know you're safe but you're like in your head when you're up there you're like if i don't grab this next rock like yeah. people have to bury me and that sucks so i don't know it's it's fun i like that aspect to it and it's i don't know it's it's like a an activity that i've been able to bring a lot of friends and family members into and it's like it's just a, a fun thing to do and hang out for a couple hours so. no 100 percent. i I've, yeah. I've, I've had a couple of friends that have been i've never really been able to get into it that great myself i'm still getting over i just dislocated my shoulder a couple of months ago so Ooh. Still getting over that. I think it fell off of a bike, man. I was going 17 oh. miles per hour, went over the handlebars and <laughs> landed on, on that shoulder. And it was not, Ouch. not pleasant. I, I do not recommend no. to anyone else. Um, but, uh, Slade, the other thing I wanted to bring up, I couldn't help but notice on your Instagram, you have a link to a page of four sulcata tortoises. Are these your tortoises? They are. They're my my ladies. Um, and recently we they had babies, so we have we have twenty six now. That is a lot of tortoises. So if you want one, let me know. I'll send one over to where you at, Florida. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that. I've got a friend who's thinking about getting their daughter a tortoise for Christmas. Would you recommend? Yes. Um. They. Uh, they're going to be with you your whole life, so make yeah. sure that you're prepared for that. And, uh, you know, once they get big enough, they're going to destroy your yard. But that's later on. That's way later on down the road, so don't worry about that. Well, how, 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 big, how big is the biggest that you got right now? Ooh, the, our biggest one, it's I mean, boy. by weight, is probably... Is it Winona? Winona, yeah. Winona's probably like 75 pounds. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's big, big tortoise, big, big tortoise, and they they can live like it's like eighty years, seventy years, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like eighty years. Yeah, man, that's a, yeah, that's so, a, that, that's a lifetime commitment right there. 
Are, yeah, ours are ours are like twelve, I think. So, and they're big. So, I mean, that, that like I said, uh, for uh, my friend with the daughter, it's pretty cool because you've just got that friend for the rest of your life. That's it. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, they're 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 homies for life for sure. It, I gotta pick up for the rest of my life. It's it's no it's no it's no cat. You're gonna be like, oh, seven years gone. Oh, yeah. Gone. Yeah. No. Nope. You're gonna be eighty. Oh, I don't feed the. Yeah, <laughs> more, more, more carrots. Get more, but Man, I, it's it, it's on the show. I have I have said if I can feed a tortoise a carrot, I'm going to do it because it's just such a fun thing to watch them eat that carrot. Just. It's, it's, it's yeah, pretty cool, man. So yeah, it's like ASMR. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Munch through it with just a, yeah. a slow, steady freight train pace as they go yeah. through their vegetables. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Slade, Danny, we are up against a break, uh, but I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank sure. you so much for having us. Appreciate it. For sure. Listeners, you can check out all things Ann Arbor at annarborband.com. You can follow them on all social media. Right now, let's take a listen to that really catchy song, Drugs, right here on the Doctor yeah. Show.
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Guess what, guys? Ann Arbor. That's what you just heard. Ann Arbor, their fantastic single, Drugs. Mike, are you interested in taking one of Slade's sulcata tortoises? Hmm. Yes. When I get a house, which I'm sure it'll be alive for. <laughs> when, tortoise. When you get a house, of course. you'll tell the tortoise, hey, listen. I'm already in my 30s. You're going to outlive me by like 30 years. So, <laughs> so true. Just mentally prepare yourself now for losing me and having a midlife crisis in the middle of that. Okay? I want you to know that, turtle. <laughs> I want when you to know that. When my tortoise is in his prime, I can ride my tortoise. Oh, you definitely can. <laughs> and he, he will... And I'll not be in my prime. You will be tortoise. over the hill. You will be senile, <laughs> but your turtle, your tortoise will be like, don't worry, I gotcha. And they'll just, I gotcha. They'll just strap you on the back of that thing <laughs> and he'll ride you around. <laughs> and you will be known as the crazy old man that rides tortoises. Hmm. And that'll yeah. be awesome. <laughs> that won't be awesome. But with my, an owl. But Sweet. exactly. <laughs> Listeners, if you want one, go ahead. Let Slade know. He's got them. He's got like 24 of these guys. Other than that, while you're waiting to get in touch with Slade, also listen to their new album. It's fantastic. Yes. They've been doing it for almost 20 years. Crazy. Jeez. Crazy. It's like I told him too, Mike. It's insane. He's been in Ann Arbor longer than he's not been in Ann Arbor. He's like our man Tom Brady. It's crazy. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's more of his life than not part of his life. But as we ponder on the greatness that is Ann Arbor, Mike, let's move on to the new segment that has taken over the world, the most popular segment in the world. Doc G Top 3. Woo! Okay, Mike, uh, this, this uh, segment is items you need... To feel regular per day. What do you need? Not necessarily items. Task, daily, mantras, whatever it is in mm. your life that you need to feel regular. That's a fact. What are they? You know? Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to turn it over to you, Mike. What's your number three? Give me your number three. Talk to you. What's your number three? I'm going to turn it on to you. What's your number three? Let's start off with your number three first. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I'm curious. I'm because this one was I put a lot of thought into this. This was very I'm not tough proud for me of this to, one, uh, Mike. Okay. I'm not proud of this one, but I'll go ahead and admit it. It's caffeine. So true. I don't yeah. feel I don't feel regular if I if I don't have caffeine. It's it's <laughs> I'm a, I'm addicted and it's not it's not a good thing. It's not I shouldn't need it to feel regular, but I need it to feel regular. Girl, come on. And you know, okay. maybe I'll kick this one sometime. Maybe I'll get rid of that. And I probably should. And and I've done it before in the past. I've gotten rid of it. And, you know, it doesn't take too long to clear it from your system. But I just don't have time to do it right now, man. I just, hmm. every day I just wake up and I'm just like, give it to me. Jeez. Ah, yeah. I need it right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. It's, no free will. No, free no, will it's I'm I'm, ch I'm chained to it, you know. It's yeah. It's not a good one, but I I you know what? I'm honest in the Doc G top three, so I'm gonna put it there. Yeah. Uh, at least I can say it's not heroin. What? You know that's better. That's true. Yeah, you that's know? good. Uh, that's good. This would be a totally different show. It's 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 a it's a <laughs> it probably wouldn't even be happening. It's a legal <laughs> drug, so you know at least it's not illegal that I'm uh, doing this thing. So you know, yeah. And, and ninety percent of the rest of the the world does it. So. So, 
At least yeah. almost everybody else is in the same boat with me. You know. That's a fact. Anyways, well, Mike, you, you're number three. Yeah. I'm gonna say that was actually gonna be my number one, but I'm gonna move it. I'm gonna move it to three. Okay. Because it's just it's like just it's a, a necessity. Top of the morning. Yeah. It's a it's a ritual. Like I measure the beans. It's a very much a, a like a scientific thing. So for your, me. I mean, yours I don't just is, pour the grounds. Yeah. And yeah. Yours is a mixture, right? Yours is a mixture yeah. of like a cathartic process. Yeah, uh, sort a of, bit of a process. So, uh, sort of like working through a, a Japanese rock garden. Word. But then also yes. with the reward of the caffeine that you need in the day. Yes. Okay, yes. I see. I so see. It's, it's very it's very much a process, but at the end of it, hey, I need caffeine. I was no about matter to, where I'm at in I was, the world. I was about I to say, caffeine. mine's more just scoring the caffeine. Doesn't really matter yeah. how it comes about. It can I think just, that's a, the essence of it. It can know. be old coffee grounds, and I'll just suck on them for a while and be like, all right, all right, I got some. <laughs> dip. I feel better. Okay, like, yeah, it's not, no, there's there's no redeeming quality of what I'm what doing. if they have any coffee, like, dips that you just put in your mouth? Oh, I'm sure. Well, I mean, you could day. do that if you wanted to. Get some beans, <laughs> yeah, right. man. Grind them up. You can do it. People will be like, oh, my uh, God, I didn't know you dipped. And you'll be like, no, I don't. This is coffee. Ew. This is coffee that I'm dipping right now. And they'll be like, that's that's frightening. Unusual. And you're like, yeah. yeah, it is. Anyways, Mike, my uh, number two. Uh, you know what? I'm going to pass it back to you. What's your number two now? All right. Now that you switched it. My number it. two. Yeah, my number two is uh, my stretch. I have a ritual stretch. I do my stretch even again, I thought about on vacation. What are things that I even do while I'm on vacation mm -hmm. that make me feel normal? Mm -hmm. And I have a stretch routine that I got off YouTube, Doc G. I should probably send this to you because I feel like you give me a lot of great. Uh, I could know, evaluate exercise advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But but I've also added some things into the stretch routine. But yeah, it's uh, it's stretching. I, okay. I have to stretch every day. Yeah. I mean, we're right on the same line right now again. Uh, I bounced between, and I was like, which one? is it uh you're with my number one i'll bring up my number one here in a little bit my, my number two uh is uh, uh not in stretching uh my number two dental hygiene oh yeah for sure dental hygiene if i do not brush my teeth i can go weeks <laughs> i can go weeks without uh uh showering who gives a care um yeah. that uh, that doesn't throw me off like you know i'm out in the woods and people are like oh i feel so dirty i haven't showered in two days i'm like who cares let's go for a couple more weeks no big deal but if i can't brush my teeth i feel off there i can't do that yeah. that can't happen <laughs> that has to happen that has to happen on the daily and if it doesn't yeah. get done at least once ooh. Oh my god! I feel I got a film on my teeth, and I'm just like, Ugh. yeah, Ugh. for sure, yeah. And it's just like, and you like even like you know you you drink a bunch of water and stuff. Even you can still like taste the remnants of other things. Yeah, like, no. for sure, for Ew. sure, for sure. It's just no, no, thank you. That's got to be on there, Mike, or I feel horrible. Yeah. Number one for yeah. you, Mike. Well, I mean, Doc G, just so you know, clarification. Oral hygiene also, I yeah. don't feel normal. I just thought that was like a given. No, no, wanna, yeah. no, it's not a given. I mean, there are a lot of toothless. I guess some people, it's not a given. <laughs> there are a lot of toothless <laughs> wonders going around in this world, Mike. It is not a given for sure. 
For yeah, sure. Like if you were on heroin, probably it wouldn't be a top. And we all know top, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> so we uh, all know that is not a, a, a necessity. Yeah. So number yeah. one. Number one, sun exposure. Sun exposure, mm. this has been in the last few months, I like maybe last seven months, but sun exposure, I, first hour waking up, really ideally, like as soon as I wake up, I sometimes will skip uh, brushing my teeth. I'll do it after, mm. but I'll go straight outside and look towards the sun or get some sun exposure. Right, right. And um, this habit has actually also, now my girlfriend, uh, she thought I was crazy at first for doing this, but now she has her own sun exposure walk that um, nice. she nice. does. Even if I'm like passed out sleeping and she has to wake up early, whatever, she does her own thing. But it yeah, does. Sun exposure. It makes you feel connected to the world. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's what we're whirling around, Mike. We got to make connection with that sun. We got to feel yeah. it, you know? It, yeah, it, absolutely. It, it shifts gears as far as the circadian cycles. Mm -hmm. It gives you the vitamin D. It gets the yep. heart rate going. There's just a whole bunch of things. I understand. Yeah. It's it's for necessary. Sure. It is definitely necessary. That's right. Mike, mine, like I said, goes to year number two. I got to do some kind of exercise. I got to yeah. do something. I got to... there, And it's usually cardiovascular. Like, I got I to gotta run. I got to cycle. I got to do something that gets that heart rate up for a good while. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I can I can go for a day or so and do like some type of lifting exercises to supplement it. But main thing is cardio. I got to get it in there. I got to get that heart beating high. And if I yeah. don't, I just I'm like, what? Am, what is life? What am I doing yeah. right now? It's weird. What is like? It's weird. Yeah, I just gotta. I gotta have. I gotta have it in there. There's exertion, you know. Back in the day, there was um, uh, there was a uh, Lance Armstrong ad uh, before you know he got into all of his his troubles, uh, mm -hmm. and it was a Livestrong ad, and it was like it was those where it's black and white, and then all the words were in yellow, and it was like, why does somebody skydive? Why do people jump off of? freezing uh into freezing cold uh uh waterfalls why do a, uh, is a person run a 26 mile race my guess is to feel alive yeah and that's why i do it and i was like yeah that is that's why i exercise to feel it to feel mm -hmm. your heart exerting itself you know you're alive when you do it you know yeah for sure and for I, sure and i love it Love it, Mike. That's my number. That's yeah. my number one. I gotta have it. I gotta have gotta it. Gotta get it going. Gotta get that heart going. Um, Mike, next week on the Doc G top three. Did you have any honorable mentions, by the way? I mean, besides dental hygiene, as in. Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, cold shower, but it's not an everyday thing. I've I was doing it, taking the cold showers right, every day, right. but um, but yeah, not every day. Now I'm doing them like every other day. Okay. But, uh, hey, random, but Doctor, you think we could bring back the Live Strong bracelets, or is it too not good? Yeah, Mike, too I got one in the living room right now. Not an exaggeration. I have Don't one. Start wearing them. I have one still in the pack. It's oh, still in the pack. What? 
Yeah. Nice. You know Dead what? Stock. Show and tell. Listeners that are listening to the show won't be able to see it, but I'm bringing it next next show, right. Mike. You'll see Can't it. Can't wait to see it. You'll see it. Um, I'll have my brand new one. <laughs> yeah. Do they still sell them? I, th- I, feel I don't like, know. Oh, we'll check know. it. We'll okay. check it out. Mike, yeah. um, very simple one. We've done it sort of already, but we did fruit, right? What were your top three favorite fruits? We're switching it over now. What's your top three favorite vegetables? Ooh, I love this. Okay. Veggies. That's what we're doing next week. A simple one, gang. What's your three favorite vegetables? Go ahead and write it down. Don't you put a fruit on there. Listeners, if you put a (laughs) tomato on there, that is a fruit. Don't lie to yourself, all right? You need to have true vegetables on there. Um, Mike, we got two birthday suits left. Here we go. Born on November 16, 1977, our birthday suit wears dad was a film director and a poet, while his, uh, her mother was a screenwriter and director. She was interested in film, like her parents growing up, ended up going to school at Columbia University for Eastern Religions. She did have a summer semester where she studied acting at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts in London. She played in a lot of small roles throughout the 90s and the early 2000s. Her biggest role was in Donnie Darko in 2001. But then it was in 2002 that she had her breakthrough role in the movie The Secretary. She then starred in the adaptation and Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Then starred in Trust the Man. Then she appeared in The Dark Knight in 2008 which she replaced Katie Holmes in that movie. In 2011, she starred in Hysteria. In 2017, she served as the producer and director of the uh, series Deuce, The Deuce on HBO, where she played a sex worker. In 2021, she directed and wrote The Lost Daughter. Her brother is uh, her brother Jake is also a very successful actor. Name that birthday suit wearer. I was going to say Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal is correct. Nicely done, Mike. Nicely done. To be honest, I might not have got that one. I don't know. Like, I know Maggie, and you show me her picture, I know her. You know? Yeah. And I got to be honest, in The Dark Knight, I was very confused for the first, like, 30 minutes of that movie. Not going to lie. I honestly was like, what happened to Katie Holmes? She looks different. Why does she that look different? Sneak. Then I was like, that's not her. Wait a second. That's not the same person. And, you know, after that, I didn't really care. But I still was completely fooled there for a little bit. Completely fooled. Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, she's turning Mike 40, uh, 45. Maggie Gyllenhaal, 45. Bet she still looks awesome. She does look awesome, you know? <sighs> she, she does. She does look fantastic. I crushed. Yeah? Crushed hard, huh? I did. I definitely crushed on her. Yeah, for sure. Watch, well, yeah, she then, looks great. Then, then watching, watching secretary, watch out. She, that's a very sexual role in that movie. Oh, yeah. Say <laughs> what? It's a little too risque for this show, Mike. Mm. <laughs> too risque. Jeez. Anyways, anyways, happy birthday to Maggie Gyllenhaal, turning forty-five. Uh, well, and then I guess I mean you know, and then I guess her her role as uh, a sex worker in uh, the Deuce would also be uh, fairly sexual. Since it's a sex worker. Uh, anyways, uh, Mike, um, <laughs> moving on. 
Uh, our next birthday suit we are born on November 16, 1967 in San Francisco, California. Our birthday suit wearer was interested in acting from a young age. She ended up studying at the Celluloid Actor Studio in North Hollywood. When she was a teenager, she landed the huge role of Denise Huxtable on The Cosby Show. She had supporting roles in the movies Enemy of the State and High Fidelity. Her most recent series was The Red Road, where she she had a recurring role for two seasons with her current then-husband. Back in 1987, she eloped with Lenny Kravitz. They had a kid a year later. In 2005, she started dating Jason Momoa, and then they married in 2017. They separated in 2022. Name that birthday suit wearer. No idea. Ah, <clears throat> uh, I think you might know. I think you, I think you may know. Anywho, Lisa Bonet. You know Lisa? Yeah, know. No. You know her. If you look her up, Lisa Bonet, you'll, you'll I actually her recently looked her up just because I was, like, for some reason interested in Jason Momoa's, like, situation like what he was like doing with because he's a sexy man and you were like is he available i, mean, I was just i don't know pictures yeah was, let's uh, see if he's available oh he's <laughs> he, he is available yes okay i think uh, it was like he didn't seem like the type of guy that would get divorced i don't know why i was just like seemed, yeah, this guy, it seemed like a getting... one lady man yeah yeah well i mean no, they I were together like, for 12 years yeah. or actually longer than that 17 years like, they were together there for 17 this? you know so yeah and they, they, I they have any I, of her work. I think they have like two kids. I mean, no offense to her, but her biggest work is the Cosby Show. Like, yeah. that's what she was known for was the Cosby Show. She was the second oldest daughter, Denise. Anyway, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She marries a Navy dude in the show, and they actually worked it into the show of her being pregnant in the show uh, with her first kid there, Zoe, with Lenny Kravitz. Anywho, happy birthday to Lisa Bodet. Happy birthday to W.C. Handy. Happy birthday to Maggie Gyllenhaal. All turning uh, new ages what? on November 16th. <laughs> there we go. There we nice. go. Mike, we have fantastic shows. I am extremely excited. Mike, I don't know if you know this. Thanksgiving special. Next week. Thanksgiving special. It's back. Woo! Sweet. Woo! Mike, this is the best. This is one of our biggest shows. This is a very exciting show. We go all out on the Thanksgiving special. And once again, Mike, two years ago, the Thanksgiving special was, guess what? The 200th episode. That's right. This wow. year, it is the 300th episode. And I love it. the Doc G Thanksgiving special. And who do we have for the Doc G Thanksgiving special? Less than Jake. <laughs> We have got wow. Chris to make from Less Than Jake on the show. I can't talk. I can't wait to talk to this guy. I mean, just a fantastic career uh, from right here in Florida. They started in Gainesville. These dudes, uh, they've done so much. They, uh, fun fact, Mike, more warped uh, tour appearances than any other band. Hmm. They had more sense. warped tour, four hundred and like forty-one appearances on the on the warp tour. That's awesome. They have yeah. perfect warp tour music. Yeah. Perfect. It's, it's 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 perfect for the for the scene. And this guy now he has uh Chris has an awesome podcast uh, where he talks to all of these awesome artists about their famous songs. He actually just recently did one with the lead singer of uh of um Everclear. 
and they talked oh, about okay. the song Santa Monica. And I was just like, oh my God, the whole time I was listening to it, I was like, I effing love that song. You know? Mm. That song's so awesome. I Santa to Monica. that one a play. Yeah. I'm still living with your ghost. Oh, yeah. That Lonely and dreaming yeah. of the West Coast. Ah, oh, so good. Brown out. They have a lot of hits ever clear. Wow, I forgot about these. Yeah, man. Father of mine. Oh, such a good song, man. Anyways, anyways, we are going to be talking to Krista Makes. He is a fantastic, fantastic musician and a fantastic fella. Can't wait to have him on the show for the Thanksgiving special. After Thanksgiving, we have the great guest, The Palms. Can't wait to talk to these guys. These guys are so good, so talented. Got some great music out there in the world. I just purchased a shirt of theirs, Mike, to oh. support their upcoming album. Essentially, it's like a, uh, you know, it's one of those sort of fundraisers, self-fundraisers for their album. And uh, I told them, hey, since I bought this shirt, Technically, I'm an executive producer of this album, right? I can say I'm exec, and they're like exactly. So, yeah. I am an executive producer of their upcoming album. I can't wait to hear it. I'm super excited about it. I am part of this album. I love it, Sweet. and we're gonna have them on the show, Mike. And I can't wait. So, Mike, until next week, we need to wrap it up. I have been your host, Doc G. Until next week, my co-host, who has been with me, the one, the only. Notorious Associate of the Arts Holding, Mikey Maximus Fernicus Charette. Doc G, thank you so much. Always a pleasure, sir. Of course. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zip it a doodah.